the Zen Brain Podcast, where we explore alternatives to psychiatric medication and strategies for conscious lifestyle change. Here's your host and philosophical entertainer, Michael Pierce. Michael Pierce. Welcome back to the Zen Brain Podcast. This is Michael Pierce, your host. And today we are excited to bring you an insightful conversation with Graham, the founder of the nonprofit organization Psychoactive. Graham is a tireless advocate for psychedelic education and mental health resources, using his personal experience to highlight the benefits of microdosing and macrodosing psychedelics. Driven by his background in the cannabis industry and a strong passion for mental health, Graham has envisioned a world where natural psychedelic plants and fungi are not only decriminalized, but integrated into the larger mental health care system. He predicts that within the next five to 10 years, psilocybin-assisted therapy will be recognized as a legitimate branch of psychotherapy. In addition to these ventures, Graham and his team at Psychoactive are also carving a niche in the digital space with the creation of Intelligent Metaverse, uh, they're merging education with cutting-edge technology, and by utilizing digital currency and unique NFTs, they aim to provide an innovative, interactive platform that bridges the digital divide, offering immersive education experiences on mental health and psychedelic research. So whether you're new to the world of Zen and neuroscience or you're a seasoned practitioner, we've got a mind-expanding conversation in store for you. So sit back and relax and let's dive into the world of the Zen Brain podcast and welcome to the show, Graham. Uh, We're going to have Nova um, interview Graham and we'll find out what we have to learn from it. It's wonderful to meet you. I am looking forward to this interview. To start, can you tell us about your background and how you became interested in the legalization of psilocybin therapy? Hey, thanks for having me on the show. I became interested in psychedelics uh, at a very young age. I was always interested in mind-expanding ideas and, you know, these thought-provoking topics. Um, My mom said I was always asking why, wondering, uh, never taking just because as an answer, and really saw not only the health benefits, mental health benefits, especially, um, but also physical, uh, to, or from taking psychedelics, um, and cannabis, uh, and just the way that it took away a lot of the, um, untrust between relationships, like a bonding under the influence of psychedelics, uh, 
that made me want to know more. Uh, being in the cannabis industry for about 10 years, studying, applying what I learned, growing. Uh, I moved to California for many years growing and working in the medical marijuana industry and realized when they started to roll out these new uh, this new legislation on um, decriminalizing psychedelics for medical use I knew that not only would there be a legal way now to help myself and my friends, family, uh, with improving our daily lives and our physical and mental uh, well-being, uh, finding spirituality in a world uh, that sometimes seems like if it's not factual, it doesn't exist, uh, and then you don't even know what facts are because everyone is lying uh, in a world of narcissists. You know, um, it really showed me that these things will change people for the better. And there's a huge opportunity uh, for companies to offer products and services to customers that are interested in um, psychedelics for recreational use, uh, just like cannabis. Um, and alcohol but the applications for psychedelics uh, as a treatment for mental health um, seemed like a, a no-brainer to me you know uh, and just adding that energy and creativity and that little that twist of perception that'll allow you to see things for the truth and how they really are, uh, you know, what the true meaning of things are. Um, I feel like that's very beneficial in business, relationships, you know, communities, and society in a whole, you know. To me, psilocybin therapy uh it's like, why not? Why not take something natural and organic that can change the way you think, uh, help you become present enough to go inward and really start breaking down some of your traumas and you know, things that you're hiding in your shadow. Carl Jung broke down the human psyche into many different personality types and the archetypes. And to me... There's suffering and there's not suffering. You're either benefiting yourself and the people around you or you're dragging yourself and people around you down. Uh, it's an energy, you know. What state of energy, what frequency are you vibrating at? So legalization of psilocybin, you're going to see many people start to see what frequency, what energy they're putting out, you know, is it benefiting me or the people around me? Uh, am I the cause of suffering or the cause of my own suffering? Uh, you know, these types of 
ideas or these types of problems that people have depression, anxiety, uh, not knowing their purpose, not seeing that they're egotistical or narcissistic or abusive mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually lost. Uh, many people don't really know what they believe in and don't know what spirituality is if they haven't ever really given it a try, uh, meaning taking psychedelics or uh, practicing meditation to the point of having types of experiences that change your mindset and perception. Uh, anyways, I feel like psilocybin is the key to people being able to tune in to all of that and develop um, better habits, better relationships, better companies, products and services, and the cycle continues. Can you explain the concept of psilocybin-assisted therapy and its potential benefits for mental health? I think we'll see the acceptance of psilocybin-assisted therapy as a legitimate subfield of psychotherapy in the next five to ten years but using ai i think it could happen much much sooner i'm talking one or two years uh, using ai to learn about psychedelics uh, the different parts of brain that each psychedelic substance activates um, what type of mental health disorder uh, is associated with those regions of the brain and then we can learn how to apply uh, these psychedelic substances to these mental health disorders and create custom treatment plans uh, using AI in, in seconds. I mean, knowing the person's full medical history, uh, their, their background, uh, where they grew up, and all, all of these different data points that AI will be able to put in um, looking at the blood work and analyzing brain scans, uh, creating cognitive behavioral therapy plans for people and uh, custom medications using you know, uh, some synthetic substances and, and some natural substances, a mix, uh, whatever. I feel like we'll be able to uh, generate custom personalized treatment plans that will actually give people uh, results um, and through that word of mouth and the internet uh, you know the communication of the success story um, people like I said having such an incredible experience that they now want to share it with their friends and family and, and anyone they might know suffering I mean People start coming out of the woodwork when they know you may be in the field or have resources or you're just someone I can talk to about mental health. You know, hey, you know, here I am. I've been here all along. No one wanted to pay attention. And it's like, well, you just didn't speak up. You didn't let anyone know. So once people are more comfortable speaking about things, uh, I think that that process and accepting uh, proven models of, of treatment and different protocols that have been tested and have shown 
good results without side effects, you're going to see um, these types of plants and fungus used and different therapy applied uh, all over the globe. I mean, I think that right now you we're seeing it on an underground level. Uh, right now, there are many, many, many homes being opened up to host psychedelic sessions uh, or to, you know, basically people going in to facilitate. Um, it's, it's creating this entire underground network of healers and um, explorers, you know, the psychonauts, as you will, that are trying to find a way to teach, train, educate, and even profit off of the new patient, uh, the, the, the microdose beginner, the, the psychedelic explorer uh, virgin, you know, like they're, they're desperate. And there's definitely a way that people are coming out taking advantage. Um, so we'll see continued legalization. We'll see new laws to kind of get those bad actors out of the way. People will realize what works and what doesn't. And within a short few years, I think we'll have an entirely different way we look at mental and emotional and spiritual health as even being a part of, you know, the healthcare system. Uh, traditionally, it's physical health, and then we added mental health, but that, it, it was many, 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 many decades before we even considered any type of mental health, mental health, right? It, it was all physical issues that we can apply physical medications to, and if those don't work, you're just weak or you have bad genetics, meaning like you're, you come from a weak uh, bloodline, um, you know, these types of ideas that are proof false, like, uh, you know, basically point wrapped up, I think that you'll have four sections to the healthcare system in the next five to 10 years. You'll have the emotional healthcare system, the physical healthcare system, the spiritual healthcare system, and uh, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Uh, you'll see these four factions, you know, sections of healthcare, and each will have different treatments, medications. Uh, think it'll really turn into um, four different industries and the spiritual and the emotional uh, sections will be really governed and controlled by the individual and the small community of friends family uh, and uh, healers that they may know or be in connection with um, and that plus, you know, a garden full of full of decriminalized psychedelic plants and and mushrooms. 
How do you see the availability and cost of psilocybin-assisted therapy changing in the future? I think the cost of therapy uh, it's going to go down, in my opinion, because of AI uh, advancements in technology uh, will provide people to communicate. Uh, you know, I, I think it's something like a billion people that have never had internet service or a smartphone or a laptop or a computer are about to get one in the next two to three years um, with the Starlink satellites that Elon Musk has put out with SpaceX and uh, Amazon and Microsoft and Google working together to create you know, $10 smartphones and laptops that they can give to every person on the planet. Uh, so once you have that connection that information flows, uh, plus you add artificial intelligence that's right there at, at your fingertips. Uh, I think that traditional therapy is gone. I mean, and you take psychedelics, it's like downloading a computer program. Um, you don't have to take psychedelics and then study about your therapy and all that. You take psychedelics and in my opinion, you see what's wrong, you see the solution, you forgive yourself, or the, you forgive the perpetrators, uh, you, you, you understand it, you, you analyze it, you understand it, you accept it, you let it go. And it is out of sight, out of mind, you are able to now recreate yourself without that being a part of your story. So... Who's going to pay for traditional therapy when they could take a hit of acid or eat a mushroom and use AI and the worldwide interweb and, you know, uh, share and create and talk and converse about different things and, and learn and educate before you medicate. Like we say, it's psychoactive, you know, um, at Psychoactive, we're basically trying to do just that, is educate everybody on just a different option. You're suffering, here are some solutions that are not traditionally looked at in, uh, you know, your, by your traditional doctors and hospitals, mental health industry overall. You know, come check this out, see if it works. It's worked for us, we'll tell you about it. And I think sharing that information and allowing people to understand and be more accepting and create these small communities on social media uh, that are all dealing with the same thing. I feel people are finding each other, uh, relating. Uh, you know, everyone's about the vibe. The vibe is live right now. And people are attracted to what they're putting out and really realizing that that's not just some, like voodoo saying uh, that we are energetic beings and we are slowly being pulled to one another with the same interests and ideas and thoughts and experiences and traumas and heartaches and suffrages and, and we're going to be able to now learn from each other using AI and not have to 
buy into a traditional medical system that has proven itself to fail. Can you discuss the importance of the non-psychedelic components of psilocybin therapy and how they contribute to its efficacy and soffet? I think that the non-psychedelic components of psilocybin therapy, uh, like integration, uh, the aftercare, you know, the recovery plan, um, and your relapse prevention plans in terms of addiction or even uh, relapsing in into that old self, those old habits, that, that old way of thinking, that old mindset, that old energy field that you got out of. Um, they're very crucial. The before and after of a psychedelic trip is, is the most important including dosage, uh, safety, you know, consistency with your set and setting and setting your intentions, kind of being able to be in control or in the driver's seat at least of this uh, spaceship when it takes off. Um, But it would be beneficial for anybody to use um, the five steps of a psychedelic experience, apply that to traditional therapy. Um, you, know, you want to, uh, you know, except dosage maybe uh, is the only thing with traditional therapy, you're not taking anything, ingesting anything, but setting a plan, having a safe and secure place then meditate and reflect and try to go inward and take a deep dive into your own psyche uh, and see what you can pull out. Um, Being able to talk about it afterwards with a group is the most important part of any therapy, including a psychedelic experience. Uh, People say that the the most benefit, uh, the most beneficial thing they experienced during a psychedelic retreat was the Uh, the group afterwards everyone sitting around talking about what they experienced how they felt being able to cry together laugh together I think the true healing is when people find similarities and knowing that they aren't alone they're not different they're not broken because they're this way everybody's this way or that way and we can all talk about it and once we talk about it and support each other we can get better. How do you see the decriminalization of natural psychedelic plants and fungi impacting the field of mental health and therapy? Once these things are decriminalized, they become a legal option in someone's mind as an alternative to their traditional medicines or or treatments. Uh, and we can research them uh, and learn about the potential benefits. If they're legal or illegal, we can't even test it. Right? That's been the problem with cannabis for so long. Uh, but it would allow for us to conduct research, experiments, 
make treatment more accessible for people who need it, uh, more custom treatment, you know, tailored treatment plans for specific mental health disorders. Uh, what works for anxiety patients might not work for uh, depression, might not work for PTSD, um, might not work for that person. Um, and we won't know that until we can use AI, uh, take these plants, fungus, cactus, decriminalize it, and see how we can benefit our species. It, you know, to me, it's really insane to think that there's a you know, an intelligent civilization on a beautiful planet. Uh, we have all of these resources tools the technology we've created and like the best that we can come up with or you're going to get locked up in a cage is to take these pills that are pressed out by a factory um, approved by a government agency i mean look how fast tracked covid vaccines were like you know do some research on the fda and and Look at the types of medications that they have approved and the side effects, uh, the results, uh, how many lawsuits do you see? Uh, you know, if you've taken this pill or that pill and you've died, uh, we owe you money. Um, you know, you would not hear that with decriminalized psychedelics, cannabis, you know, peyote, ayahuasca. Um, all these different Ayurvedic herbs uh, and functional mushrooms. Um, there's so many things that uh, people just don't even look at as treatment plans or as options uh, for better medicine, um, even a better recreation. I mean, you could have a whole, you know, envision a world where everybody goes outside and takes mushrooms and goes to the park and sings and dances and cries and, you know, loves and hugs and farts and burps and <laughs> all together now. I mean, what do we have today? Uh, dark, dingy bars uh, that people go and get drunk and smoke cigarettes and like, uh, you know, that even the bars that it's like, we're going to get drunk and go party and dance and have fun. How long does that last? And you don't remember it. And you feel like shit afterwards. Uh, and it's doesn't, you know, unless you have one of those crazy nights that, that you pulled through the other side uh, without death or jail, uh, you know, what night is worth speaking about? Um, I feel like every psychedelic experience is worth speaking about because of the aha moment that you may have had um, and how it can change your life or, or change you as a person for the better. How do you envision the integration of psilocybin therapy within the larger mental health care system? I, I foresee integration psilocybin therapy within a larger mental health care system, a gradual process. And like I said, I feel that AI is going to 
streamline and and apply a lot of these ideas uh, and a lot of and find a lot of solutions that we may have not ever thought of uh, in terms of applying psychedelics to mental health or mental health therapy. I mean, the goal would be to find a way of therapy and treatment that doesn't, you know, that you wouldn't have to take any type of substance. Um, the only reason why you would take it is for the physical, you know, the biological changes that it would give. Um, if you had a solid treatment protocol, therapy protocols that worked, um, you know, quickly, then you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't have to worry about taking anything else, you know, gurus and, and, uh, even, uh, you know, these trained meditation masters, like they say that they've taken psychedelics and they get to a level state, like just like they normally would, um, or they can psychedelics put them on a state that they can achieve when in a deep meditation that's what it is so you know how do we create a, a therapy protocols and treatment protocols and aftercare protocols that actually work for people and they don't have to take anything you know until we until we figure all that out um, people will need the research the education and the training uh, the right therapists and specialists, um, healthcare professionals to work with that actually uh, believe in these types of plants and fungus and cactus and, and integration work um, and are willing to sign off on it or at least look the other way. Um, many doctors won't. So be careful. Anyone who's out there, you know, going to walk in and tell their doctor that you're trying mushrooms or LSD this Saturday, uh, see what their, their response, um, most of them will tell you you're crazy and, and they will rule against it. But I, I definitely feel that once we have the education, you know, uh, people will learn how to integrate what what all of this means into a daily lifestyle, uh, you know, to then get the change that they may be looking for. In your opinion, why do you think it is important for psilocybin therapy to be legalized in Utah specifically? Uh, yeah, I don't know much about Utah. I've been there a few times. We used to go to Brian Head to snowboard, go to Panguitch Lake and fishing and uh, to me uh, you know I always brought butt out there I was always smoking weed out there uh, walking the streams going to Zion uh, sitting in the boat all day but it was very um, nerve-wracking you know paranoia is an understatement when you know that you can get uh, arrested and locked up for even a joint in Utah. Um, you know, I think that 
when you tell a society you can't do something, they're going to do it more. Uh, I know a few people from Utah, all of them get wasted. I mean, they get fucked up, you know, and every uh, Jack Mormon, we used to call him, or I'm sure you've heard that term, you know, um, these, these, uh, these, uh, Jack Mormons, like, they present themselves as very religious, well-behaved, proper Mormons, and then they're the ones, you know, at the party getting the most fucked up, run around with, with drugs and money, and, um, it, it's, it's this facade, or like I said, you get put in a label in a system, uh, you're a Mormon, you can't do this or this or this, or you'll be punished, uh, people are going to do it, because they see that guy over there, he did it, he didn't get punished, uh, you know, he's fine, his life's still good, so I'm going to try it, um, you know, I, I definitely think that states like Texas, Utah, you know, a lot of states down south, the Bible Belt, like, they're going to choose the religion that they've been told is true over plants and fungus and better health because it might go against uh, their religious beliefs um, when really all these people would need is one or two psychedelic experiences and I think they would realize that uh, they bought into a story, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a fairy tale in my opinion. Um, uh, you know, I think the, that, uh, I don't want to get on religion, but it, you know, I think that people will believe what the, the generation before and the generation before and Utah is a state of very very high depression from what i've read about um anxiety drug addiction there's not a lot to do uh you know you can only go out in nature for so long um you know unless you have psychedelics <laughs> i mean uh, utah is, has a beautiful uh natural landscape i mean there i think there's more protected land in utah and nature preserves um, than any other state you know what a perfect place to decriminalize psychedelics um, getting people outside and enjoy the scenery and and love each other you know um, but unfortunately I feel like Utah Texas a lot of these states, Georgia, they're going to be last on the list to legalize cannabis or any type of mind-altering substance that's going to take people away from the church, which, take, which takes tax money out of the hands of the politicians. And they can't let that happen. Can you speak about any personal experiences or success stories you have seen with the use of psilocybin therapy? Yeah, I've seen firsthand benefits of 
psychedelic therapy, psilocybin therapy, um, and individuals struggling with mental health issues like depression, anxiety, um, just being being assholes, you know, uh, you don't want to be an asshole. Do, do people tell you that you're a dick? <laughs> Take psychedelics. I mean, it, it you know, in all seriousness, uh, these are tools you know they're not going to just change you they're going to paint the picture in a way that you can understand and allow you to not be angry and resentful or too afraid to accept it and let it go um so these are just tools you know to regulate emotions improve relationships overall well-being but you have to decide to integrate what you may have experienced talked about you know how do you apply that aha moment to your daily life to actually be a better person what is your opinion on how soon we will see the acceptance of psilocybin assisted therapy as a legitimate subfield of psychotherapy you know, I look at therapy as as a, a scam. Traditional therapy. I mean, you spend what hundred to three hundred, sometimes five hundred dollars an hour to sit and talk to somebody that doesn't know you about your problems, and then you get a a small taste, a little crumb. Uh, mixed with a lot of bullshit or maybe nothing uh, in terms of like what do you do now what does it mean like usually the therapists will just look back at their patients and say your hour's up uh, next week we'll talk about this and they might tell them you know one thing to do for yourself this week uh, is to love yourself okay that's great for people that are depressed but it doesn't take away depression. That doesn't stop people from being upset. It doesn't stop people from being suffering to the point of, of attempting or committing uh, suicide. Like, what are people going to do to actually change their life? Um, therapy, I feel, takes many, many, many years. Uh, to where those conversations and those little crumbs build up into a whole pie and you might get benefit um, not might I know you'll get benefit therapy talking to other human beings even hearing yourself admit out loud your issues and then thinking of solutions whether you find them uh, you know whether you can put them into action just the act of opening up um, I feel is therapeutic but with psilocybin it not only opens your ability to see things from a different perspective uh, you're peaceful and compassionate and loving and on this higher frequency and energy level and acceptance of what's real or not um, 
and and you'll really not only hear and talk about uh, you know and kind of analyze some of your past traumas and the, your your life and what might be wrong, but you'll see it with psychedelics, um, especially with psilocybin. Um, I feel sometimes high doses, uh, moderate doses. You know, if it's too the dose is too high. Uh, it's you're just along for the ride um, and it's very hard for a newbie um, to, their brains cannot download the data fast enough the information that you get on a extreme psychedelic trip uh, you, your brain can't process that much information and also know here's solutions and here's what you should do tomorrow uh, to change your life because these will be the possible outcomes and what possible outcome would you like to choose uh, so you can create that that path uh, that treatment plan and your, your plan of recovery in your daily life right it's it's something that you almost can do on your own I feel uh, that's why it's called uh, the psilocybin is assisting the therapy not the psychiatrist is assisting the therapy and it's for a reason um, plus look at the medication that your psychiatrist might prescribe you you have anxiety here's Xanax it deteriorates your spine and causes you to black out to the point of probably waking up in jail um, here's antidepressants the, the side effect is extreme depression like uh, it seems to me that none of the traditional therapy models, uh, treatment options that insurance will pay for or that's uh, approved by the FDA can work. Uh, the medications all have side effects and don't help. It's It just makes you not uh, act out on the depression in many ways um, unless... You know, I don't know too much about traditional antidepressants. Uh, I never took them. Uh, I tried a few times um, when I was younger, wondering, you know, is this, am I depressed or um, am I just upset that this this girl, uh, you know, left me or that this may have happened or that, and it's just kind of day-to-day -day life trauma rather than a psychological disorder like, you know, extreme depression. Um, so I feel that I was always on that path because of my influences and my family and, you know, my mother uh, saying, like, you know, you don't want to take those types of pills. Um, but many people don't realize that both are beneficial. The psilocybin and the experience is beneficial. It also, you know, increases neuroplasticity in your brain so that you can retrain, reprogram your habits. The default mode network, basically all the programming that we've created from our experiences of life and what people tell us, uh, the things we identify with and create our personality and our ego, um, it creates this 
default mode network in our brain and it basically uh, is the solidified and predetermined path that all of the information is going to flow out of the billion different neural network options it can travel on to create a different perception a different feeling uh, we train it or it becomes trained in terms of being unaware uh, and we create this false sense uh, this false person which is the ego um, so psychedelics really break down that ego or that false sense of self and that default mode network that we created uh, so once that programming is reset we can take psychedelics and use therapy techniques to better understand our issues and find better solutions and when we put things into practice day by day uh, those neural networks are open like when you're younger like before they were programmed um, and you're able to uh, download the information in a way that they'll take a different neural pathway uh, and that neuron fires down a different receptor that will allow you to have a better understanding, but different perception, a better life, uh, you know, an entirely different situation uh, happened because of the way you perceive it. Um, and that's all because you took a little bit of uh, psychedelic mushrooms. Can you tell us about your company Psychoactive and how it relates to the legalization of psilocybin therapy? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I do appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, Psychoactive is a nonprofit organization. I started to provide a space for people to learn about the use of psychedelics, uh, apply to mental health issues, uh, and personal development. Um, our goal is to increase access to education, provide resources and support for individuals that have hit dead ends, you know, the end of the road with traditional therapy, uh, pharmaceutical medications um, that haven't worked. And, you know, exploring the use of these while learning the industry and learning about the patient or the recreational customer, uh, seeing the laws that come out. Um, you know, we are creating this organization or this community uh, that we're all helping and learning and benefiting from the connection to one another. And really that's what Psychoactive is all about. Um, you know, our mission is to just educate people uh, guide them, uh, facilitate resources, uh, be there to hold their hand if, if need be when they're using psychedelics or looking for different mental health treatments, different types of therapy, if they just need someone to talk to. You know, uh, Psychoactive, uh, I started a podcast that you have hosted and, and we are writing articles uh, we're creating different uh, content to engage with the audience 
they can answer questions. Um, we're creating a line of psychedelic educational courses to learn about psychedelics and mental health. Um, and we have a lot of plans in the future to really create a community online, uh, you know, this digital world we live in, um, so we can all work together and create a better way of life um, towards mental wellness um, and better personal development and creating better personal relationships so that um, people can have a better life. I think that sometimes people just need like that, that leader that is going to get people riled up, interested, shake the shake things up a little bit you know stir up the pot shake it up let's let's tell people about you know let's come out of the psychedelic closet really i feel like that's what what happened first you share what types of experiences you had based on you know and how it helped with the type of trauma and when people hear you being honest and open about your trauma they're hooked then they start to see hey you know, he's using psychedelics. I've never used those. I want to try. Well, I'm too afraid. So I need to learn. Uh, where do you go to learn? Well, you go to Psychoactive. Uh, you go to psychedelicsessions.com. You check out maps and compass pathways and third wave and, uh, you know, talk to guides and coaches that are working one-on-one -on -one with people like Sarah Hope and her forest medicine coaching. You know, there's people out there that are really trying to help and uh, including myself. Um, trust me, listeners, we are not getting paid. We're not making money, but, you know, we're sick and tired. At least I am sick and tired of seeing people suffer, commit suicide, overdose from drugs, um, you know, and we may have a solution. We may be able to uh, find you some resources, point you in the direction of, uh, you know, an eighth of mushrooms and someone, a trip sitter who's going to look out for you, um, you know, or you can use psychoactive. We don't provide any psychedelic substances, but we provide all of the other resources and tools you would need during, before, after, um, you know, and that's where the concept of the psychoactive nonprofit, um, the podcast, uh, you know, let's start the conversation first. Let's be honest about some of the things we've been through so people can feel like they can open up as well. And we'll see what happens. Hey, Graham, I just wanted to jump back in real quick and say thanks for coming on the show and taking the time to answer these questions that were all generated by AI based on your profile. Uh, so we appreciate your story and your experience, and we look forward to having you on again and uh, following Psychoactive to see where things go. Yeah, definitely, man. Thank you. It was great being on the show. I appreciate you having me on and the work that you're doing with the Zen Brain podcast and definitely would like to be on the show again.